You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time: the roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. The Unofficial Bengals Podcast. Welcome to the Unofficial Bengals Podcast. This is your host, Frank LaPlaca, and I'm a Bengals fan for life. All right, I am so excited for week one. This episode is going to be a preview of the Chargers game. This is a packed episode with some really good segments. We got Bengals captain coming in to talk about the team. We have a Chargers expert, Alex Finelli from Chargers Vibe coming in. Tom McLeavy is going to stop in for another McLeavy minute. I'm introducing a new segment called Handicapper's Corner, where I give you a couple picks of the week. A lot of really cool stuff coming up. I'd like to thank our sponsor, Todd Pennington, with Columbus-based Revolution Mortgage, the proud sponsor of the Unofficial Bengals podcast. If you're looking to purchase a new home or get out of renting, now's the time. With historically low rates and fast closings, Todd can have you in your dream home in no time. So contact Todd Pennington at 614-390-9520 or visit revolutionmortgage.com slash T. Pennington for more info. Revolution Mortgage is an equal housing lender, NMLS ID 1686046. Seriously, everyone, give Todd a call. He'll take good care of you. The unofficial Bengals podcast is brought to you by the Zedia Network. All right, I have the first two minutes of the game figured out already. Here's what I think that we should do. Bengals win the toss. We receive. No defer. We want the ball. And then we start with this play. We have Sample next to Jonah Williams, making sure that Bosa doesn't give us a problem. Joe Mixon in the backfield. A.J. Green split all the way right. John Ross split all the way left. Tyler Boyd in the slot. Play begins. Play action fake to Mixon. He picks off the first man through, whether Bosa breaks through or Ingram breaks through or they send a blitzer. And then we go deep. He sees who gets the double coverage, whether it's Green or Ross and just lets it rip to the open receiver. Let's make a statement on the first play of the game. Chargers are known for having good corners. Let's just say, hey, we're not afraid. We're going to show you that we're going to throw the ball anywhere, anytime, on anyone. What a great start to the Joe Burrow era, right? A a 75-yard touchdown to A.J. Green or to John Ross. What an excellent way to begin. I know it's a little crazy, but that's how I want them to begin the game. Let's just go all guns blaring on first down. Now, the only thing that would change that is if the Chargers get the ball first and then take a long drive and score a touchdown, then, you know, you don't maybe want to waste first down and have a quick first series and then send your defense out again. So that would be the only reason why I wouldn't want to try something like this. But why not? Why not just go for it? First play of the game. Here we go. Welcome in Joe Burrow. Hello, NFL. And then we're celebrating in the end zone. And if we're not, 
Then the next play, you go in the shotgun again, scare him. Hey, we're going to be throwing all day. And you do a draw to mix and get a few yards. And then on third down, you, you work your way into Boyd or one of the other receivers. So that's my plan for the first play of the game. I hope you're listening, Coach Taylor. I think it would be a great idea. All right, I'm really excited for this game. I've been waiting for this for months and months. I know we all have. We're sitting in quarantine, wondering if there's going to be a season just to be here on the doorstep of the first game and ready to go with pretty much everyone healthy. I can't be more excited. I am so thrilled for Sunday. So speaking of injuries, we have a couple guys that are on the injury report. I'm not sure as of yet who's playing, who's not playing. It was a little surprising to see Geno Atkins on the list. That's going to hurt if he doesn't play. And especially, I think Daniels has a groin going on. So we we might be a little lean at defensive tackle this game. And uh, Sean Williams, I don't know his status either, but this is a Sean Williams game. This is a game where you want to be able to cover the running back out of the backfield. You want to get on that tight end. You want to stop the quarterback from running. This is a Sean Williams down-in-the-box game, three-safety type of game. So I don't know what's going on with him for this week, but if he does play, he's going to be very active. And then we have the word that A.J. Green is full go, as they say, but they said they might limit his snaps. That worries me a little bit. That's almost like coach speak for, well, he's not totally okay, but we don't want you guys to think that he's injured again, so we're going to limit him. I don't know the truth in that. I don't know which way it's going to go, but... I'm hoping he's out there catching some passes from Burrow. It's going to be a very exciting game. All right, so who are the Chargers? Who is this team that we're playing week one? You know what the Chargers are? They're a team that has a stout defense. They're very well coached. They have a great pass rush, great corners. And on offense, you know, they have Keenan Allen. They just gave him the big deal. Mike Williams, I don't know if he's going to be playing this week, but... When I look at the Chargers, I look at them, especially with Tyrod Taylor at the helm, I look at them more as an underneath team. So I think they're going to be, I mean, Eckler almost had 1,000 yards receiving last year out of the backfield. So I think we're going to be tested this week with a couple things that have consistently given us trouble. One is covering that running back and Hunter Henry, the tight end in the passing game. We've struggled with that in the past. Running backs underneath and tight ends have been killing us for years. You know, like I said in the past, on the outside, we don't get killed by receivers a lot. We seem to get killed on the interior stuff underneath, middle of the field kind of thing. So we're going to be tested a lot on this week with this Chargers team because that's one of their specialties. And especially if Williams is out, they're not going to have that many outside targets to throw to. So our linebackers are going to have to be up for the challenge for this one. Another thing that's consistently given us trouble is a mobile quarterback. Obviously, Lamar Jackson, unfortunately, he's kind of one of a kind, but he lit us up. And he wasn't the only quarterback that did some damage on the ground against us. So look for Tyrod to be running with that ball a lot. And that's where having a third safety in there or just a very active, fast linebacking core is really going to help us. So that's another thing that we're going to be tested on that gave us trouble in the past. And then the final thing, which is what everyone's talking about, is the pass rush of the Chargers with those two monsters on the outside. And they have, uh, what, Linville Joseph in the middle. So there's a lot of push that's going to be coming from these guys. So our tackles are going to be tested right away. Jonah Williams, welcome to the NFL. I know we've all heard that, but yes, that's another thing that we've had problems with. Bobby Hart's going to be tested. So we're going to see where we're at. We're going to see if the linebackers can do the job and cover the middle of the field. And we're going to see if the offensive line can hold up. So those are the things that are have given us trouble that we need to make sure that we correct in this game. And the last thing on that is Phillips and Sims need to establish themselves. Because even though they're down a receiver, so they're not going to see a a pure number two starter on that side, 
they're going to have to show that they can defend against you know these number three, number four receivers and kind of shut down people this week. Because if not, teams are going to be going at them right and left in the upcoming weeks. So that's another big factor in this game. So what would I do if I was the coach? What, how would I approach this game to try to lead the Bengals to victory? Well, one of the things is lots of Joe Mixon. Give him the ball. Let's, let's let those ends rush upfield and let him just run right by him through the middle. And don't be afraid to throw him the ball either. We're going to have to attack those linebackers because the secondary for the Chargers is, is brilliant. I mean, they have three great corners. If Derwin James was playing, this game would be a real problem for us. So we lucked out a little bit there. And the defensive line is so strong, it's a matter of attacking those linebackers. They have the rookie Murray that I know was one of the guys that I would have loved to have had in the draft this year, but he is a rookie. So that's the position that we're going to have to be really going at offensively. With that said, that's a lot of mixing out of the backfield. That's a lot of runs. That's some a lot of Tyler Boyd. He had the chemistry with Burrow in training camp. This is the perfect Tyler Boyd game because Green is still a little hobbled. You know, they have a couple good corners to deal with Green and Ross and the outside guys. This is a Tyler Boyd game. Attack the linebackers. Attack the middle of the field. Other tips to winning, take an early shot downfield. Because if not, they're going to be crowding the line. They're going to be all over mixing. You know, they're going to think that we're afraid of the pass rush and aren't going to just take a seven-step drop and let it rip. So I'd say you take that early shot downfield just to keep them honest. And I think it may work. Because, I mean, A.J. Green is a great deep route guy. If he's got it in him to run it this week, obviously we know he can go over the top against anybody. Ross, you put him one-on-one, he should be faster than anyone that's covering him. So take an early shot downfield. Take a couple in the game, or else they're just going to start crowding the line, crowding the box, and and it's going to be a little bit of trouble because they're probably going to send a lot of guys at Burrow this week. Other thing is, you know, when you when you have this good of a defensive end tandem, you got to get your quarterback out of the pocket, especially if he's a mobile type, and Burrow's mobile. And if you look at what he did in college, he's great out of the pocket. So I'd say move that pocket around a little bit. Don't just let him sit back in the middle like a Roethlisberger waiting for these two guys to just come and pound him. Keep him moving. Keep him guessing. You don't, you don't know where he's going to set up on this play. Roll him out. Let him th- throw a quick out to Tyler Boyd on an out. You know, stuff like that. Really keep the movement and the deception happening. Because if you're predictable, this Chargers defensive line is going to eat you up. So what's my prediction? How's this game going to go? I'm going to tell you right now, guilty as charged, I'm, I'm probably never or very rarely going to pick against the Bengals. So I'm always going to give you a score where the Bengals have won the game. And then, you know, we'll treat it like that. If everything goes the way I want it to go or think it's going to go, then this would be the score. So I got 23-20 to 20 for this game. I think that Burrow gets him downfield a bunch of times. I think they maybe stall in the red zone a few times just because it's it's all new to them and it's all new to Burrow at least. And, you know, it's hard to score in that red zone. So I think he's going to move the ball effectively. You know, I'm predicting basically like two touchdowns, three field goals for the Bengals. And then I'm just going to be optimistic and hope that we can kind of keep Tyra Taylor to a pedestrian game. And, you know, what does he get? Maybe two touchdowns and two field goals, you know, and, and you know, we take the game by a field goal or so. That's my prediction. That's my hope. I think that's what's going to happen. This is a game, if I had to go, I would probably lean towards the under more than the over, even though you think with Burrow it's going to be, you know, ripping all over the field. Again, it's his first game. You know, I'll say maybe if I'm predicting the Bengals to score two touchdowns, probably you get one through the air, maybe a Tyler Boyd because they have that connection, maybe a Tate or a Green in the red zone kind of thing. And I think Mixon will probably score a touchdown because we're going to just be giving them the rock a ton. So that'll do it for my opinions of the game. I hope it all goes as I just said. And look out for that first play. Come on, Coach Taylor. Just go deep. 
And a final note for the week. I heard the Burrow press conference, and he just, every time I hear the guy talk, I'm so impressed with him. And, you know, while it was go, I was listening to it on my phone, and my girlfriend was around, but she wasn't on my phone with me. She was just hearing it, and she was like, who's that? He's boring. And I'm like, you're darn right he's boring. I'd rather have him be more Bill Belichick than Cam Newton. So, yeah, he doesn't care about interviews. He wants to play football. So, yeah, don't be Mr. Hollywood. Be exactly who you are right now, Joe Burrow. I mean, the stuff that you said, like, they asked you who hit you the hardest, and you were like, I wouldn't give anyone that satisfaction. (laughs) That's a warrior. How about a player he admires in the NFL? He's like, I'm not going to be in awe of any of these guys. I'm I'm now their peer. I'm not going to give them the edge by putting anyone on a pedestal. I know he didn't say it in those words, but that was the, the gist of what he said. And then, I'm not here to go 500 and squeak into the playoffs. I'm here to win championships. Just everything. Everything the guy says. I'm, watch, I'm listening to this pre- press conference, and I'm just grinning ear to ear every, every other line from what he's saying. And also Coach Taylor. I heard the interview with him as well, and I was doing the same thing. I was just like, I'm so happy this guy is our coach. Just intelligent, well-spoken, level-headed, creative. Let's go, man. You know, good luck calling plays. I hope there's a lot of progression on that end this year because that's a tough job to be the head coach and call the plays. But, man, so happy to have this coach and quarterback tandem right now. Sky's the limit. The unofficial Bengals podcast is proud to welcome Bengals captain. All right. Well, I'm excited to welcome in not just a season ticket holder, not just a super fan, but an ambassador for the Bengals. This is Bengals captain. Captain, how are you today? I am doing great, and it's good to hear that the check cleared for all those compliments that I don't deserve. I appreciate it. Thank you. (laughs) All right. So, you know, let's get right down to business. How did you become a Bengals fan? Funny, uh, funny story to me, but uh, I actually moved from Ohio to Tennessee, and it was like first grade. Bengals were in the Super Bowl. I've never seen a football game in my life, and all of these kids were making fun of me, being a Yankee, having a funny accent, the irony, of course, and uh, they were telling me there's no way the Bengals are going to beat the 49ers, and I had to bet uh, 25 cents on the game had no idea about the sport but i grew up a huge garfield fan i was attracted to the orange and black stripes you know where this is going so turn on the tv i'm like mom i we've got to watch the bengals i guess super bowl i've never uh grew up uh you know single mom so nobody's around to watch football with me and uh turned it on instantly fell in love with those helmets hooked for life heartbreaking game to watch you know i'll never forget the highs and lows i was jumping up and down with stanford jennings returning the kickoff for a touchdown i didn't know what was going on i just knew it was exciting and i've been i've been hooked ever since i love it okay let's move on to the next question so obviously you're a season ticket holder we've all seen you on tv a bunch of times um sorry no, you know what? It's a good thing. I get pumped up when I see you there. It's great. You know, you, you definitely have a, an excellent uh, fan persona. So, obviously, you had season tickets. You've been going to the games for a while. When and how was Bengals captain born? Well, we, we got uh, season tickets 2011. Uh, it was always a dream of mine growing up. We we didn't really have the money to, to go to games. Uh, you know, I was in Tennessee, moved back to two hours, three hours, four hours north Cincinnati. 
maybe went to two games and it was always a dream met my wife first date she says she's from cincinnati and uh we give each other who day and you know that started that you know i did the whole suburban dad thing you know i don't have any kids but it was the cargo shorts and the tucked in the, the cool way the tucked in jersey <laughs> uh looking back I'm like oh man why'd i do that but you know i don't want my jersey flapping everywhere and anyway i'm, I'm making excuses but uh everybody at work i grew out a beard I happened to be IT in a construction company for a little while, and I grew out the beard for people to take me more seriously. Everybody had beards, and grew out the beard. It happened to be decent, and everybody started calling me Captain Obvious. I looked just like that Captain Obvious guy. Uh, you know what? I ran with it. So the tailgate uh, that I'm with, Bingo Bomb Squad, was contacted to do a Microsoft commercial. Uh, I don't know if you've seen those Surface uh, commercials where they took random people and how they used their, their Surface. Well, I was always the technology guy, the tailgate. You know, I had a drone in the air. I had different uh, stuff going on, 360-degree cameras. So uh, Big John and uh, King Hude, uh, they all invited me along, and, and they selected us. So uh, we were going up to Montreal to film, but they were coming to opening day 2017. Some people might be cringing right now. If you remember, that was the opening day Ravens game. Shut out, yeah. I think Andy had, yeah, I think Andy had four picks. But you know, I wanted to do something big because we've got Hude Baby and his amazing presence. And, you know, uh, King Hude and Big John, they both rock awesome mohawks. And a lot of people do face paint. And then there's me. I'm like, I can't be that dork. So... I ran with the idea. We did it. Uh, ever the procrastinator I am, did it uh, the 11th hour the night before the game, knowing the film crew was going to be out there. I just destroyed this suit. I accidentally overpainted. There was bleed through in the back. Any fans out there that, that remember approached me and said, hey, you got something on your back. But yeah, <laughs> I heard it all year long, but we pulled it off. I didn't want to wear it. My wife had... Uh, encouraged me to anyways like you know what it'll be fun game was miserable uh, we always have a good time anyway though but so many fans came up and wanted to take a picture or they laughed and I got how many lines like well that wasn't a good game was it Captain Obvious so that's where it began that's uh, kind of been the, the thing so I, I sweat every September and uh, it's worth it it's worth it for the laughs it's a good time, and uh, here we are. Brilliant, brilliant idea. I mean, it helped you with that commercial. <laughs> you gave you a presence for the commercial, and then you became a super fan, basically a Bengals celebrity. So with that said, <laughs> what kind of affiliation do you have with the Bengals organization? You know, I'm going to say zero. I, uh, you know, I am very, very blessed and humbled. Uh, wife and I attend quite a few charity events in Cincinnati, uh, a lot of them, you know, Tennessee NFL is in the club level of the stadium every year. And I've gotten to uh, see a lot of the front office executives. Um, I've actually been approached outside at uh, before games or after games. Different people have reached out and contacted me. So I've developed some, some relationships and friendships at all levels, all up and down the organization. And I don't want to say that I have any affiliation because I've, I've really got to credit the team for being that open to reach out to fans, engage fans. You know, being a casual fan, when I was able to go one game 
a year uh, a long time ago i didn't see that but the more i got involved with the team they really wanted to hear what i had to say they wanted to hear what other people have to say i see a lot of other fans talking some front office people they have been absolutely fantastic so you know i i owe it all to them and you know you've seen some of the players you know the obviously the, the neon suit is bright and easy to spot so you know my guy Travion Williams coming up and, and salute me you know always love that wear a uh, Carlos Dunlap jersey and have you know volunteered with some events and given them tickets and you know he'll he'll notice the, the 96 in the stands the players are really really great about acknowledging all kinds of fans not just the the weirdos and the neon suits but uh, it, it's been fun Wow, excellent. Well, you know, I think it's in the Bengals' best interest to get you on the payroll down the road. So let's we'll, we'll follow that story as it develops. I'll take it. I'll take it. All right. So will you be one of the 6,000 fans at PBS for the Jaguars game? Oh, man, I hope so. I am crossing fingers, toes. I'm crossing my puppy's toes. I'm doing everything <laughs> I can. Uh, you know, it's a tough situation. It's one that nobody wanted to be in. You know, I got a phone call when all this started, and they they kind of knew that there's going to be some difficult decisions. No one feels good about really any direction they go. There's no, absolutely no right answer when you're limited to 6,000 fans, especially, you know, we've got uh, Joe Burrow, you know, just announced captain today. Uh, a lot of excitement about what's, you know, coming up for the team, for the city in the next 10 years even everybody wants to go and the state comes back with a 6,000 number. So it looks like there's going to be a, there's, there's very obvious going to be seat relocation. I'm going to guess and say, it's going to be a random, uh, you know, online thing. They open the, you know, start the clock and everybody logs in and tries to get what they can. We'll, uh, we'll wait and see. I'm, I'm hoping I can get there. I absolutely would be, devastated to miss one but you know what uh i'm gonna be devastated just like everybody else you know there's gonna be a lot of people missing out and i i feel for them so cross my fingers and wait and see fair enough hey good luck i hope i hope to see you in the crowd when i'm watching the game on tv thank you all right so you're one of the leaders of the bomb squad and of the whole tailgate and stadium experience do you have any plans for any tailgate activities this year even if you're not going to be attending in attendance at the game and when you are in attendance, what are you guys going to be doing tailgating-wise this year with the new restrictions? I can't say that I agree with uh, some of the restrictions. I will be doing anything and everything virtual. I'm not going to be around anybody. You know, if, if anybody sees me at a game, wants to take a picture, I figure, you know, we can we can kind of stagger, like the people who take the, the leaning tower of uh, uh, pizza uh, pictures. Yeah. <laughs> You know, somebody can hold me in their hand or something like that, make sure there's <laughs> social distancing. But, uh, you know, I am, I'm going to stay away. I, I've heard uh, about a bunch of different things people try to put together. I've been contacted 10, 20, 30 times, and I've got to politely decline. You know, I get it. A lot of people uh, are upset. You know, there's some people who are, are scared. There's some people who laugh at, at being scared. You know, there's all these ranges. All I know is the state said what they said. This is basically a trial run, and they're going to see how we do. And I don't want to be a reason that uh, we don't have fans the rest of the year. So 6,000 is not enough. We need, we need at least 15, 16, and uh, hopefully things, the, the, 
the numbers keep improving and we can have even more. We, we've got to get as many people watching this team and, and screaming and yelling and hollering as we can. You are right. Now is the time. It's going to be a new era. I, I feel it myself. Okay, so moving on, what do you do for road games typically? A little bit of everything. You know, sometimes we go. Uh, we were at the amazing hottest game ever in Green Bay a few years back. <laughs> I almost melted. The uh, the black bill on my, my cap actually got uh, kind of pliable. I was worried it was going to melt into my face. It's going to be a permanent attachment. You know, we, we go to London. You know, every chance we get, I love those guys who at UK. I love you. You're all great. You know, been to a, a couple of different places. If we can't go, not uh, some some fans. You know, the the Bengal guy on Twitter. He, he goes to every game. He's amazing. I can't do that. So we will either watch in the man cave. Got a Bengals man cave laid out for good vibes, or we will go to uh, whatever bar we know is going to have the audio. And uh, we really, you know, we're we're around Columbus. We have got to get a dedicated like Bengals backer bar in Columbus. So, you know, anybody around Columbus listening, talk to me. We, we got to make it happen. Okay, so on, so on social media that you have a pretty expansive Bengals memorabilia collection, what are your three prized pieces from that collection? Maybe your three most prized. I mean, I've got a, uh, a game-used football, uh, Andy Dalton, game-used football. Andy sent me, his wife reached out to me, and uh, offered it up. I, I couldn't believe it. I still, I look at it, it gives me chills. Got a Mixon uh, autographed jersey framed, and, you know, he's got that great new contract looking for a big year. You know, I've got to say it's probably top three Carlos Dunlap uh, mannequin. I've got an autographed helmet. I've got a game use autographed jersey. I have. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if I can say game worn pants, but they are his pants. I was a little embarrassed. I was very embarrassed walking up to him, like you know, Carlos. We we have your pants. We you we you sign your pants. He kind of looked at me like, ah, okay, yeah, got him in the pro shop. Incredible deal. So I've got an almost complete Carlos Dunlap. I just need uh, cleats, which I'm, uh, you know, they a lot of times will auction off for uh, a charity uh, every year and uh, gloves. So then I'll have a complete Carlos Dunlap. So that's one of them. The uh, riverfront seat that uh, Ken Anderson had signed commemorating the freezer bowl. That's fun. That's a lot of fun to me because I was only able to make two games in that stadium. So that, that means a lot to me. I had to pick a last one. It's probably the London Jersey. Uh, the first year we went out there, never never been to London, and uh, I got a jersey with the number 16 on the back because 2016 had all of our favorites sign it, and I've got that uh, framed to uh, commemorate the trip. And, you know, little did I know, all the people that I would meet over there would become close friends. Uh, we still keep in contact, and, and every chance that, uh, you know, anytime the Bengals go over, we're, we're going. You know, we, we love those guys and gals. Excellent. All right. How are we going to do this year? Are we going to make the playoffs? People have told me that they're tired of hearing me say it. It's usually the uh, uh, critics from other other fan bases, but injuries matter. I you know I can't say it enough. The last three years we've been bottom of the rankings. Football outsiders adjusted games lost. We can't be bottom. We you know teams don't win when they're they're at the bottom. Uh, I'm just looking for average. You know people say well. Every team gets injured. Yes, they do. But 
varying degrees to varying positions of importance. So if we could just be about middle of the pack, I'm saying playoffs. This is a playoff team. This this team has the talent not only to surprise people, but to take over. And we saw Hart last year, even though, you know, they were hurt. They were very, very hurt, but they didn't quit. They didn't give up. That crazy game against the Dolphins where, you know, we've got, I'm not going to say what percentage of the fan base screaming at the TV saying, no, no, no. You know, and then, of course, you know, everybody cheering. And I, I'm cheering. I'm, I'm rooting for them to win every time, even though I know there's a silver lining that we could get Joe Burrow. So, you know, it's a win-win. It's a playoff team. I, I, I really do believe it. Yeah, I'm hoping so, too. I say that every year. I, everyone asks me every year how the Bengals going to do. I say 11 wins no matter how they're looking. So I mean, you, you have to. That's what fans do. But I think, you know, even looking at it, you, you, you look at the games and you think, okay, knowing what the offense we had in 2018, you know, it was around the 28th ranked offensive line. Uh, when first five games or so, when everybody was healthy, it was a top 10 offense in the league. You know, we've got a little bit of, uh, of additions, you know, with uh, Jonah Williams on the uh, the left side. And, uh, you added T. Higgins and, and, and Tate's learning. And it sounds like Ross, uh, Ross has got to be uh, uh, healthy this year. He's, he's rededicated himself and, you know, changed up some of his, uh, you know, off-the-field regimens. So we've got the ability, of course, Joe Burrow, you know, number one overall, absolutely warranted number one overall. You know, he's, he's a game changer in the locker room already. He's going to be a game changer on the field. So, you know, we, we can match. We're, we're going to shock people. It's going to be a top 10 offense. I love it. I love to hear it. How are we going to do against the Chargers? What are you predicting as a final score in that game? Let me see. Give me, put me down officially 27-17. Good guys. Yes. They're, they're, they're going to have Joe Burrow ready for the pass rush. He, he is phenomenal getting through his reads quickly. He's very smart, so he's going to know where his outlet is. They're going to give him more out. And, and I'm going to predict we're going to see more of Mixon in the passing game. He's going to be critical if the line can't help out Joe. Uh, Mixon will help out Joe. So I think, I think that's going to be the story of the day. And I, I just heard what uh, – Pouncey, their center, is a game-time decision. So that interior of the Bengals' defensive line is going to eat if he's not in the game. So I think uh, I think they'll do well holding Tyrod Taylor. I don't think he's going to uh, have what it takes to, to bring him back in the fourth quarter. Bengals win. Excellent. All right, how about one soundbite, or I just want to hear one sentence from you for all the Bengals fans out there. Just give me something that Something that'll go viral. No pressure. <laughs> you know, I, what would Captain Obvious say? I, I, I can't do that. <laughs> all, all I can think of is, you know what, fans? Stay positive. Keep that energy up and absolutely put everything you have into believing in what this team is building. It is a great time to be a Bengals fan. And, of course, I have to end with, Hooray! Phenomenal. Captain, how do people find you on social media? Bengals Captain. Uh, Twitter, at Bengals Captain. Instagram, at Bengals Captain. Uh, type in Bengals Captain in, in almost everything you've got. And if it's somewhere it shouldn't be, let me know. <laughs> Excellent stuff. Great talking to you, my friend.
Yes, great talking with you. I appreciate the time, buddy. The unofficial Bengals podcast would like to welcome Chargers expert Alex Finelli. All right, we're here with Chargers expert Alex Finelli. Alex, how are you today? I'm great, Frank. How are you? Thanks for having me. Oh, it's a pleasure to have you on. So let's get right down to business. I have one simple question for you. That question is, why are the Chargers going to beat the Bengals this week? Well, I believe that Cincinnati has some hindrances from this whole pandemic for the offseason. They have a lot of young and inexperienced players that they were not able to benefit from having OTAs and uh, preseason, I you know I definitely I feel like a rookie quarterback making the start from week one is absolutely going to need that. And the fact that his first NFL action is going to be in a regular season game, I mean, you know, there's going to be some errors. I think, especially since I think that Chargers secondary is what they boast the most about that team. Loss of Derwin James, obviously huge loss. Can't really replace the talent like that unless they decide to bite the bullet, get a marquee free guy like Earl Thomas in free agency. But other than that, you know, I do like the trifecta of corners. They have Casey Hayward, Chris Harris Jr., Desmond King. All former All-Pros can still play at a very high level. And I also think that does not go well for the Bengals because I do think the one positive they have going for them is they have a pretty solid receiving core. A.J. Green, if he could stay healthy, we obviously know that he could play at a very high level. Tyler Boyd is coming off of a thousand yard season. They do have a real speedster in John Ross and the second round pick T Higgins hopes to build some chemistry early. So I think that that matchup is going to be the key factor of the game, but I think the Chargers should have that covered. What I think is really going to give Cincinnati fits is the Chargers pass rush as well. Joey Bosa, Melvin Ingram, also in the interior with Limbaugh Joseph. I think that's a lot for that Bengals O-line to to handle i mean they've been struggling over the past couple of seasons which is why you've seen the decline in production and frankly wins for the Bengals. and i mean you're gonna have two rookies joe burrow and jonah williams as well basically playing in their first nfl games they're gonna have a lot to deal with with those guys and i mean you know that that's uh where games are won and lost i personally feel like the most is how well teams are able to dominate on the line of scrimmage and if they're just getting in Burrow's face all day and they're stuffing the run, I mean, it's going to be hard for Cincinnati to try to put up a lot of points, if any. Also with the theme is the other Joe in Cincinnati, Joe Mixon. Now, Joe Mixon, good running back, I have to say. Last time the Chargers played the Bengals was uh, 2018. I think it was 5-8 and eight Bengals at the 9-3 and three Chargers. Chargers were a big favorite by 14, and Bengals were able to keep it close. L.A. narrowly won by five, and I think a large part of that was because Joe Mixon was able to run the ball so efficiently. Obviously, dominate time of possession, control the clock, things of that nature. Keep the ball out of the offenses, the opposing offenses' hands. Joe Mixon is a good running back, but if he doesn't have the line in cohesion with him, it's going to be a struggle. Last week one, Joe Mixon only ran the ball six times for 10 yards. That is not the formula to success. They would need to have a whole lot of production week one if they want to win this game. I don't think Joe Burrow can do it all on his own with just passing, especially against that secondary in his first game. So that would be the X factor for the Bengals. But I think the Chargers got that covered. Excellent stuff, Alex. Um, what about the Chargers offense against the Bengals defense? Unlike Burrow, who's going to be seeing his first action, Tyrod Taylor is going to be entering his 10th year in the league. He's been around for a decade. He's seen all different types of offenses, 
has had starts in both Buffalo and Cleveland. I looked pretty good in some stints, even took Buffalo to the playoffs one year with not much working around him. I don't feel like that the, that's the case in Los Angeles. This is easily his best offensive arsenal to date. Keenan Allen, uh, Mike Williams, I don't think will be playing. But, I mean, he's definitely going to have that uh, pass-catching valve and Hunter Henry, which should benefit a lot. Also, um, Keenan Allen just got that big extension, four years, $80 million. And what looked like to be a matchup going against the Bengals' free agent acquisition in Trey Waynes is no more. He's down for the year with the pectoral injury. I assume they're going to have to go with the committee of William Jackson and Darius Phillips to try to defend that. But that's got to be hard. They also got to watch out for our running back, Austin Eckler. He's thrust into the starting position. He's looking to make an impact. This is a guy that can get it done through the ground, through the air, and has a knack for getting in the end zone. Definitely guy Cincinnati's got to watch out for. Yeah, Alex, I, I was looking at that. I think Eckler's going to give us trouble because um, in the past, we've had a lot of problems covering running backs out of the backfield. Yeah, and that's really Eckler's forte. I mean, he excels in that better than pretty much most running backs in the entire league. Uh, as a final note, what would your score prediction be for the game? You know, I feel like the closer we're getting to game day, the more I just, I guess, have a natural hesitation as to why we might, might struggle early on and why they might give us a... I think Cincinnati's going to play with a lot of adrenaline. I think they feel like they're entering a new era as well and are going to play up to that. Um, so I think it will be competitive. In the end, I think the Chargers are going to win. I think I'll go my final score, Los Angeles 23, Cincinnati 17. I hope you're wrong, my friend. It was really good having you on the show. How do people find you on social media? I really only operate off of Instagram. If you want to follow me on that, it's at Chargers Vibe, C-H-A-R-G-E-R-S-V-I-P-E. And um, that's the only social media outlet I'm using right there. But I try to post more frequently as the season continues, do some reactions, some updates. And uh, hopefully I could do a, a little victory recap uh, the following Monday. <laughs> Excellent talking to you, Alex. Thank you so much, Frank, and good luck. McLevy Minute. All right, we're here with Tom McLevy. Tom, how are you today? Good, Frank. How you doing, bud? All right, man. All right, let's get down to business. It's week one. How are the Bengals going to fare against the Chargers? It's, it's up in the air. With no preseason, no tape on opposing team, it's going to be interesting. Could be a shootout, but I think that the key will be the adjustments at halftime. It's going to be interesting to come out in that third quarter. Like we've talked about in the past, the offensive line is going to be the key. How does Jonah Williams hold up? And how does Bobby Hart hold up? And how does Sua Filo hold up? It will be interesting. Hopefully, no injuries. Burrow is, like I say, it's going to be a tough game for Burrow. I don't think he's going to come out fire. I think he's going to, you know, be selective and cautious in the beginning, get the feel of the game. Tom, I, I agree with you on that. And I know we were talking a little bit earlier, and you mentioned something about maybe even using Joe Burrow to do some quarterback sneaks to keep the defense yeah. honest. Exactly. They. Like you said, they have excellent ends. And the way to the, maybe give them a second or two extra, you do that every series when it's available, and you'll pretty much put a halt on that uh, excellent pass rush they have. Burrow's 
attributes are the quick hits over the middle. So I don't think the quarterback per se is going to be the problem. I just think that the play calling is going to be interesting on how they use Mixon. You know, does Mixon have to chip block uh, an end, you know, so he doesn't get swing out wide. He has to go and chip a guy. So it's going to be interesting. Of course, we want to go 1-0, and but it's not going to be uh, end of the world if Burrow has just uh, an average game. Tom, I agree with you 100% because – we're all going to be living and dying by every snap with Burrow. You know, if, if he if he throws an interception, we're going to be worried. Yeah. Oh, is this guy going to pan out? You know, what, you know, what if he has 120 passing yards with three picks on the day? You know, it's going to get a lot of fans down. But like you said, it's I don't I don't think you could read into that for Game One having no preseason. Exactly, Frank. It's uh, an unorthodox season so far, and you know, hopefully they can play a, a full season. So that's always up in the air. So, um, yeah, we got to give this kid a a chance. Uh, He oozes confidence, and that's the key to be a successful quarterback. To go 0-1 is not an end-of-the-world scenario. Very strong points. So, Tom, what happens when the Bengals go on defense against the Chargers? How are you feeling about those kind of matchups and and whatnot? We, We don't even know how our defense looks. It's a lot quicker a lot smarter uh, with the uh, free agent acquisitions. But again, we are going off a scrimmage, non-contact scrimmage, you know, to say the least. So once again, it's going to be a halftime adjustment. What are the Chargers focused on? In the past, the Bengals have been horrible coming out of the locker room at halftime. Tom, these are actually really solid, honest points. I I know that you, you bleed orange and black, but you're not yeah. being a homer. You're, you're looking at this realistically, and I think that the audience can appreciate that. Absolutely. You know, like you say, we, uh, I mean, you've been together for a long time watching games. We've seen now, this is the first year we can honestly say Mike Brown changes colors, spending money. They get the first pick, and they got a phenomenal quarterback prospect. Everything's lining. So hopefully it pays off on the field. Without a doubt, man. All right, here's the million-dollar question and the last thing I'm going to ask you this week. What's your prediction on the final score? It's going to be a barn burner. I'm going to say 42-30 to San Diego. But the Bengals are, this team they have right now, are able to win games. We just haven't seen it yet. So... That's why I'm going with San Diego right now. Fair enough. Well, thank you for coming by, Tom. I really appreciate the commentary. No problem, Frank. Handicapper's Corner. Welcome to a new segment on the unofficial Bengals podcast, and this is called Handicapper's Corner. And every week, either myself or an expert is going to come in and give you guys three games of the week to pick if you're into betting and that sort of thing. Now, I just want to offer a disclaimer. I'm not encouraging people to bet. I think it's just a fun thing if you know how to do it in moderation like anything. And I guess the way you can gauge it is, you know, if you want to throw a few bucks on some games this weekend and you have the extra money, that's a healthy thing. If you're saying, wow, I need the Packers to cover to afford my electric bill, that's not quite a healthy thing. So just kind of analyze where you guys are at on that level. And if you're 
on the casual side, have fun with it. And if you're on the other side, you know, watch yourself. Be careful. It's a tough game out there. It's really tough to make a profit gambling. So I'm in New Jersey, so I have the luxury of betting on FanDuel, so I can bet a lot of weird combinations of bets. It's not just spreads and overs and unders. With that said, I kind of comb through all the games, and here are the three games that I would recommend, or at least the three games that I'm going to bet on. I have the Colts-Jags under 45.5. I have the Eagles beating the Skins by somewhere between 1 and 13. And I also have the Ravens first quarter minus 2.5. So wish me luck on those. If you decide to take me up on them, you know, you're doing it at your own risk. Good luck. And again, looking forward to this week. That'll do it for this episode. Next episode, we're going to recap the Chargers game. Sands is going to come by and give us some in-depth analysis of the Chargers game. And Tom McLeavy is going to stop in to talk about the game as well. I'd like to thank Bengals Highlights, the best Instagram page out there. Really cool highlights set to some really cool music. Definitely something you guys got to check out. And again, I'd just like to thank the ZDN Network, and that's at ZDN Network on Instagram and Twitter. It's the network that I'm part of that has just really brought my show to a new level. They have a lot of good shows on their on the roster, and they just keep adding new shows. They're adding a football gambling show in preparation for the beginning of the year, so that's something that you guys definitely want to check out. And they also have all that merchandise. They have the, the cool burrow hoodie and a ton of other stuff on there. So it's a great network with a lot of great ideas and a lot of great entertainment. Thank you for listening to the unofficial Bengals podcast. This is your host, Frank LaPlaca, and I'm a Bengals fan for life. The unofficial Bengals podcast.